Hey, this is Ross Bain with Royal Blaine Public Radio, and uh, we're here doing a preamble for a new series that we uh, that Chris has masterminded. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're recording this preamble because uh, when we initially recorded these uh, three episodes, uh, I didn't quite know what we were going to call it or really what we're aiming towards. Now that's more or less uh, uh, coalesced, and uh, you know, it's it, <laughs> with extreme pride. I'm calling it Pixel the Paper. Pixel the Paper. There we go. <laughs> yes. It's called Pixel the Paper. And the basic conceit is this, is that uh, I enjoy video games quite a lot, as do most people. And uh, there's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're taking a look at what, what the neighboring qualities that video games have with tabletop role-playing games. In specific, uh, these will be like three three-part episodes. Mm-hmm. going forward well, uh the, three separate episodes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so so basically uh the, the upcoming episode you're gonna listen to is about quake remastered episode 1a will just be us discussing the game episode 1b which is going to be the actual uh um tabletop role-playing game with which we uh, played a uh, supplement called slipgate choke point for the game stay frosty and then the third episode 1c will be a postmortem where we basically discuss everything together and try to make it all fit together yeah and um so that is what we're. Uh, that is what you're listening to. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, video games have long been influenced by tabletop role playing games, uh, in particular. Uh, video game RPGs are over their entire existence <laughs> to tabletop games, uh, but now they sort of feed into each other. Uh, video games influence tabletop RPGs, which influence video games. Uh, it just it's just back and forth, and so we're looking at the 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 influence of each on the other. Um, because Quake uh, is certainly an influential video game, and there is a tabletop RPG, as you mentioned, that is very directly inspired by Quake 1. And uh, then we talk about how that adaptation uh, works. I like the word. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, we'll be looking at it. And so each each three-part, we'll be looking at different games after we do each one in this sort of format. Talk about the video game, do RPG and then talk about them both together. So, uh, pixel to paper. So, uh, this is the first thing we're talking about quake. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us. Hi, my name is Christopher farmer. I'm uh, here now with a uh, very good friend, Ross Payton. And, uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be discussing, um, the recent re-release of uh, Quake, Quake Remastered, mm-hmm. uh, which has just popped up uh, in your Steam account if you have a copy. Uh, it's also on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, Game Pass. Hey, it's Ross Payton here. I'm, hi, I'm Ross. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Quake 1. And let's see here. So uh, uh, both Ross and I are in the same cohort of people that uh, you know we were teenagers when this game came out mm-hmm. initially. Uh, obviously a lot of fond memories of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, you know, this remaster kind of appeared out of nowhere. QuakeCon uh, was very recent. Yeah. And uh, that was part of the festivity, so to speak. And this remaster uh, runs beautifully, runs incredibly. Everything's a smooth 60. Uh, textures have been redone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trenton Reznor's ma- uh, music is back too, which yeah. uh, had been missing from earlier uh, versions of it. Uh, so yeah, y- you can... Uh, you can get that, and it it it, it sounds good. Um, so yeah, we both played it, uh, the new version, right? And, yeah. Because I played it on Game Pass, and I guess you just bought it uh, or you had it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to rebuy it on Steam too <laughs> at some point because <laughs> uh, I'd be like that. But um, yeah, Quake One, the 
the the game changing game of the games industry. <laughs> yeah, games uh, from, is you what know, we're talking about here. Yeah, just another stone cold hit in uh, Id's overall oeuvre. Um, and uh, so so Ross and I have been we we're talking about this a few mm-hmm. days ago, and uh, you know, we found out we 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 feel at least we have a lot to say, what more to say about it, rather than just how excellent it obviously is, and um. As someone who's very interested in, in you know games history and games preservation, uh, when a remaster like this comes out, it it uh, you know it, it's it's kind of twofold. You know, uh, when a remaster becomes available, obviously you know people with newer with newer hardware or less powerful hardware is now able to actually play these games, these historical games. But the presentation of them is not necessarily like you know a hundred percent as it was in the past, yeah. and. Uh, uh, well, so. I mean, you can never recapture the past. Like, I mean, that's sort of the thing. You can, you, like, I mean, there's two ways of recapturing. Like, one, does this particular game play exactly as it did X number of years ago in its original re- format? Mechanically, is it the same? And obviously, no. If you remaster it, you're you're changing it. Plays at a different resolution on, uh, and there's there's going to be subtle differences. But then there's the other thing. Does it does it? Uh, you can never. And so you can in the mechanical sense, but not like in the pure sense, which is like. Are you playing it back in the day with your Voodoo's graphic card on your CRT and your your Logitech speakers and shit? You yeah, know? your Sound Blaster. Card. Your Sound Blaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, on DOS uh, or whatever. Yeah, know, Windows ninety five. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's the, so there's two senses of like, can does it play like the original or like like it did? And um, it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't like, but I think it, it gets close enough. Like. Um, I've never been one of those people. And I think you, maybe you are, you're one of those people that is like, this is, uh, it has to be the fidelity, you know, like it, if it is a hundred percent identical to the original version, is it mechanically perfect? Uh, then it, you know, or you're trying to get as close to that as possible. And for me, like if it gets like 80% there, but it also makes quality of life improvements that make it like better, like higher resolution, you know, cause I don't want to play it on, you know, 800 by 600 anymore. <laughs> Uh, I would like to play it on, uh, you know, 1080 or something. Um, like, yeah, I, cause you know, it's like, you can never step in the same river twice. You can never perfectly capture the game of the past, you know, what it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, but it's for me, quake is really interesting. I mean, it was a very important game and a game I loved. Um, but for me, it's like, also sort of like this weird transitory game because you know first person shooters were obviously kind outside of doom very small and like doom had a very arcade mentality of like incredibly minimal plot you know and secret secret areas and items and power-ups and um this very very focused on gameplay and and speed and uh quake sort of i mean it had such a messed up story like there there the, and we'll get into that obviously but like it, it was fully 3D and really and that that was the game like online playing multiplayer deathmatch like and then the mods capture the flag and shit like that like that that sort of was the the bedrock of f you know fps's as we know them now but like we didn't quite have the storytelling there, which then Half-Life came in two years later, only two years later, and like blew everyone away because like it was a story. Um, and 
you know, we, we've gone to military shooters with story and like NPCs and like, hold this area. We have to have a cutscene first before we, you can go and shoot the guys. And, um, Quake doesn't have any of that. Uh, and yeah, so it's a weird transitory game and, uh, going from the pure arcade doom to like the call of duty, like spectrum, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's fascinating and it's not like, it's easy to look at with a rosy tinted nostalgia, right? You know, like, oh, it's so great. It was better than games back then. But, like, the guys wanted to make, just want to sell as many games as possible. They were purely commercial as well. They just were just video game dude bros wanting to make the coolest game. Dude bro nerds, uh, tech bros, whatever you want to call them. And they wanted to make this cool game. And uh, they didn't have the sophistication that we see now with, like, Games that like create economies with currencies and like um, using the same psychological science of uh, Skinner boxes that psychologists use for develop casinos with that they use for video games. So like they just didn't know how to exploit people as well as they do now. (laughs) So (laughs) you could mistake that for innocence, but it's not. But like uh, it's interesting to see what kind of games that just people who are primarily motivated by technology develop, you know. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they, yeah. you know, that's kind of like always been one of the more positive aspects of John Carmack, mm-hmm. you know, the person who's written, you know, most of all the id tech engines. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so like, I it's mean, a, you know, it is a, he's pure. I mean, he's he's an artisan purely concerned with his craft. I mean, and also his own ego and arrogance, you know, <laughs> well, let's not be wrong. He's, he's probably a tremendous asshole in real life and doesn't give a shit about people because he just wants to make better 3D engines. But like, um, yeah. Uh, he's really good at that. Yeah. If you're listening, Mr. Carmack, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On this unnamed podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, as you, uh, you know, as you were describing, you know, the, the jump from June, to, the jump from doom to quake as, uh, you know, had to have been monumental back then because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, even back then, you know, we kind of knew that doom itself was not really 3d. No, and I played a little bit of Doom, but like um, I didn't really like my family didn't really get a personal computer that was able to run games at all until like after Doom was popular. So I didn't bother getting it. Um, like I played Duke Nukem 3D, um, and not not Shadow Water, not Rise of the Triad. I did get Duke Nukem 3D, but then Quake came out. And like that's it. Like, <laughs> why would you play anything other than Quake? Like, um, yeah. Yeah, so like uh, 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 it's it, it's a it's a it's immediate appeal was like you know it was you know truly a fully three D game you know the enemies were all polygons and so were the items and the, you mm-hmm. know e- e- you know and even aspects of your HUD you know fucking like, mouse look yeah yeah I mean because um, that was a big thing I know me switching from Duke Nukem three D to uh, Quake like that was a big thing that I had to learn like mastering mouse look and that shit kind of shit that was hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me personally, I didn't really pick up Mouse Look until uh, Quake Three Arena had come by. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, so like you know, when I was playing Quake and uh, Quake Two, even uh, I was just sticking with the keyboard, you know, much like I had with Doom. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just holding down Shift to run and the arrow keys to move and turn and so on and so forth. And even back then, I had not really mastered the art of strafing. Never mind circle strafing. Mm-hmm. So you know, at least for me, I was very—I <laughs> was surely as clumsy as a young teen could be playing these sorts of games. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but like, I mean, I was also lucky that lucky in the sense that there was a land center um, where you could, you know, pay by the hour to just go and play in one of their computers in Springfield. So uh, me and uh, Tom and uh, uh, other friends would go down there and spend all night just fucking playing uh, Quake One, a lot of Quake One. I mean, there's also like Starcraft in other games, but like that, that's, oh God, just Quake One deathmatching and uh, capture the flag and shit like that. It was fucking addicting um, and quite fun. Um, but yeah, that that's that's where I got my chops. That's where I got my, it got, gaming got its hook, hooks into me bad, uh, video games. I Is mean. that your first real social aspect uh, when it came to playing games? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, uh, there were tabletop role playing games, but, oh, yeah, like, yeah. but like they weren't, um, I didn't play them as nearly as much as I do now. Cause I do that, you know, kind of professionally. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a big social scene, uh, uh, for me. Um, just hanging out with rows of computers and, and playing quake one and drinking soft drinks and eating fucking Kit Kats and shit like that. Just, <laughs> just getting pizza, uh, delivered there. Like it was. Um, quite, quite good. It was, it was, uh, uh, downtown. Um, I, I know the building cause it's uh, next to where like hotel terror was. Um, and it was also an ISP. Uh, I forgot, I forgot the name of the place and, uh, occasionally like homeless people and other people would wander in like, cause late at night, there's just a lot of homeless people and, um, uh, uh, other, other, uh, people of the night and uh, there was basically one of the people running that had to basically be as bouncer to, to kick them out. <laughs> uh, I remember some fisticuffs uh, a couple of times uh, to get, to, to get these people out. Um, but yeah, uh, God, quite one. So like, okay, let's, uh, you know, since we're, since we're kind of going back in time anyway, so let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's, uh, let's truly enter the Brown zone, so to speak. <laughs> quake let's go back to the inception the uh mm-hmm. the, the moment uh you know uh the game was uh, officially released june 22nd in 1996 mm-hmm. and i was I, I was i had to have been in the seventh grade mm-hmm. seventh grade uh when this game had come out uh and you were where, where, where were i think you? it was a freshman in high school freshman uh, in high school yeah so a couple of years older okay yeah and um do you remember uh uh you knew about the game. Did your friends know about the game? Oh yeah, yeah, we all did because like we all like I think all my friends basically went to this land center um, and they got they got all the great games as soon as possible. They were on all the Usenet news groups <laughs> to get all the wares. Uh, but no, I think they paid for licensed copies too. So we got Quake pretty much on release. It was heavily hyped. Like back then, PC gaming magazines were big. And yeah, they, they hyped the shit out of it. Oh so. sure, yeah. You yeah. know, you staple two or three of them together as a phone book. <laughs> You yeah, know, PC Gamer magazine was just gloriously huge, mm-hmm. and know? there were tons of other game uh, magazines of the of the era. That was that was the 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 last great era of magazines um, uh, for younger audiences because <laughs> not today. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was yeah freshman high school. I, I would uh, peg it um, as so something like that. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, it was. All we talked about, I mean, not all we talked about, but it was like so cool and so different. So like I would go to uh, Shack News and Blue, no Blues News and the, and then the Shack, uh, which were like FPS video game news websites. Uh, we just gotten dial up like pretty around that time as well. So, um, yeah, that was that was the environment. Um, so when you first played Quake, I mean, was it on a personal computer or did you go to the LAN? I think it was on the LAN. 
Um, I did get Quake for my home uh, eventually, but I don't remember. I think I played Quake first there because they just got it earlier. Like maybe even before stores had it, you know, their access was that good. Uh, maybe was it was, the entire game or was it a I think, shareware? I think it was the shareware. I yeah. think that, I think that was it. Cause they had, um, they set it up on shareware because I think I want to say the shareware had deathmatch enabled, um, with like two maps or something like that. And so they were like, Oh shit, we got to try this out. And so like, yeah, play, play the first level and then like jump it to get used to the controls and shit. And then, then, uh, start deathmatching. So and was that your first experience with the uh, deathmatching? Actually, no. Um, because I'd done a little bit, uh, with Duke Nukem 3d, which mm-hmm. was awful. Like, <laughs> um, Duke Nukem 3d, um, was all I remember. I, I know I played like multiplayer games with like multiple people at like a land party at a friend's house or something like that. But the, the one memory I do have is, um, you would call up a friend and then you both hang up and then you, one person would initiate a modem call to the other. Uh, and so you could do one-on-one death matching with, uh, Duke Nukem 3d. And it was awful because you were one v one someone and yeah, i was those not- maps were huge you took it forever to find each other well yeah so no we the only map we because of that we just did the football field match <laughs> and it was like i was not great at that game that uh, i remember getting my ass kicked and i'm like why am i doing this so i'd play like half an hour I'm like all right that's enough bye uh and i'm like yeah and i did that a couple times I'm like eh, it's not super fun i'm not nah that's enough you never got a chance to do doom deathmatch I don't think so. I know I played single player Doom. Um, well, who didn't? Yeah, but I know I don't think I ever did Deathmatch. Um, I, I, I think yeah, if I did, I don't remember it. So, yeah. I was able to do some Doom Deathmatch. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we recall the game Descent. Oh sure. Um, and I don't know if that came out before or after Quake. Actually, now I'm thinking about that because um, that was also that that you know that also featured uh, you know 3D models yeah, for yeah, enemies yeah. and fully stuff. 3D environment. Yeah. 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 I do remember playing a bit of Descent, uh, but I was terrible. I've always been terrible at space shoot, uh, you know, flying games. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, you mentioned earlier that, like, uh, you know, you were happy to play Quake, you know, not at 800 by 600 resolution anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, when I was playing the remaster, uh, I first got a chance to do it on an ultra-wide monitor at a, at a, at a different person's house. And, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, that was just, like, remarkable. And, um, but when I came home to my, to my piddly ass, uh, you know, monitor, um, certainly it looks sharp. Everything looks bright and crisp and everything's mm-hmm. running 60 frames. And, you know, they, they, the enemies have all their frames of animation and stuff like that. But for me, for me, it wasn't, you know, I, I kind of wanted, I wanted this to look like it did back then, which is smudgy, very pixelated. And, you know, the enemies all have like five frames of animation. <laughs> Interesting. You see, yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by that idea. You wanted it to look more like it did, like, and see, I don't have that clear of a memory of how it looked. I mean, it looks, to, honestly, it looked the same to me. Like, it, it certainly, like, my memory must be hazier, or you have sharper memories of smudgier video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, so yeah. But I was able to go yeah. into the options, and I could sit at 800 by 600, and I could tell the computer, "Hey, don't render all those frames of animation, mm-hmm. and you can sharpen, or you can, or you, or you, you can sharpen, or you can dull, you know, the resolution of the texture." So you're getting closer to your memory. Yeah, and yeah. I was able to finally have something that was 
kind of close to what I had. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, 800, 800 by six hundred resolution. Uh, you know, make 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 the texture sharp. But uh, uh, eight hundred by six hundred when it stretches to nineteen twenty by ten eighty, uh, it loses a lot of brightness, mm-hmm. and so it becomes very murky. Yeah, and Quake is nothing if not a very murky game. It is incredibly brown. Yeah, um, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it 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 was perfectly evoking that 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 you know otherworldly, dismal, bog like you know realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, 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 this was the first game I would clearly remember swimming in in a 3D environment. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and uh, that was a big selling point that they, they you could swim. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, just uh, you know, being able to dive into those you know <laughs> the, the murky sewer waters mm-hmm. surrounding these you know moats and 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 all that other stuff. Uh, 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 I was I was I was able to get pretty close to it. I couldn't make it run at 30 frames. <laughs> that was that, that's the only thing. That, if there's a frame limiter, uh, if we can mod this thing to put a frame limiter, oh, on I'm it. sure there is somehow. Yeah, and then you know it'll be as close as I could possibly get it without actually having original mm-hmm. hardware or CRT. Yeah, but for what you know, for what I was able to do to it. Ah, I was able to finish the entire retail campaign exactly as I remember it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and, and in the process of playing the retail campaign, now we we had discussed again a few days ago that like you know we both said you know, Quake has no plot, Quake has no story. Qu- yeah, it technically does. Yeah, and that's what you know. I'm surprised I just didn't remember that because like oh uh, I did because I had discovered Lovecraft just a couple years earlier. Uh, and I was like, ah, the thing that I know, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm an early adopter. I knew Lovecraft before he was popular. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's always been popular in nerd circles, but he's exponentially more popular now than he's ever been. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was a super, super, I was like, Haha, I get these references, you know? Um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to me is this, is uh, uh, you and I more or less remember what the plot to Doom is. And the plot to Doom is very simple. You mm-hmm. go to Mars and then you go to hell. Yeah. You know, and it's just shooting demons and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, before playing this remaster, like, you know, you and I really couldn't really think of what the story really could be. And uh, but but much like Doom, at the end of each episode, after you defeat the big bad, you know, it gives you a wall of text, mm-hmm. just like Doom does. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's and it's it's interesting to me how Doom is so much more memorable to you and I than it is Quake. Well, I, I mean, part of that is if you actually learn, if you read up on like the origin of Quake, um, they had an incredibly like complicated development cycle, and they changed. Like the, the, the name quake comes from like the earthquake. Like the idea was you're initially, you're going to be some hammer wielding, like Thor kind of character. Mm -hmm. And you were going to like have a hammer that you would use to hit on the ground to cause earthquakes. Like that, that's where I believe the name comes from or something like that. So like initially it was going to be like Norse slash medieval, like, uh, uh, stylization. And then, um, but then that changed, and then that changed, and so um, basically, my understanding is each episode was largely controlled or developed by like one level designer, or, like a few level designers, and they just like ju- they just made levels, like like they, there's there's a story which someone wrote in like a day, you know, and uh, they just use that to tack on like go to the slipgate, fight the baddies. Um, and, we we yeah. should try to make a capsule. Like, okay, I want you to describe the plot of Quake. You know, your own version. What if someone? If I pinned you down, and said, "What is the story of Quake?" What would you tell? Me? Okay, you you are Ranger. Uh, that is your character's name, and you are heading into a military installation that has been 
that was researching slip gates and um, things from other universes dimensions have been coming out of the slip gate and they've uh, corrupted the local garrison, the, the soldiers there and they're, they're going, it's threatening the entire planet. So you have to break into the military facility, get to the slip gate. Um, and then there are four episodes. So there's a rune in each episode um and you have to get all four runes to get to the source of the the infection of the the invasion and uh kill uh Shubnigaroth. uh i do remember that because that is and there's also another boss chathon which is a big devil guy so you gotta so that's the first boss and then at the last episode there's another boss um and you gotta kill gotta kill them uh to to save the world from this this invade extra dimensional invasion so uh, kind of like the mist, uh, but you know, with, <laughs> and you, with lightning guns. Yeah, and you said that you know, uh, 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 you had just be you you were just very recently acquainted with H.P. Lovecraft. So like at that time, yeah, yeah. Did that did 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 that uh, affect how you perceived Lovecraft? Did you did, did, did like the visual of these demons kind of give you a better idea? Do, do you do you think do you think their interpretations of these Lovecraft demons is, is well they're not love they're not explicitly Lovecrafting like like um well I mean the only thing that kind of is the Shambler in Quake could be considered like the dimensional Shambler in H.P. Lovecraft in, in an H.P. Lovecraft story um but like they're significantly different from each other uh like the dimensional Shambler has no lightning attack for example um like it's it's evocative of Lovecraft um and like. But other than that, it's, it's, I mean, like, great, all the Lovecraftian stuff is just taking the basic ideas and mashing them up. So, like, I'd already, see, my, I had read Lovecraft stories, I'd read some anthologies, but, like, uh, for me, it was the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, like, mm. which had tons of stuff in it, um, and tons of interpretations of the material, and tons of scenarios, and I'd already been reading that and, and trying to run it, you know, but none of my friends got it. Uh, um, and... St- we just uh, so that was sort of my frame of reference. I already understood at that point that the idea with Lovecraft is you you take Cthulhu or Shubnigaroth and you just use it however the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that that's kind of the idea there. Uh, so so yeah, uh, you you said that you uh, you you recall like fighting uh, uh, who 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 is the who is the demon in the lava that you fight in the very Chithon. first step? That's Chathan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how how easy these big bads are to defeat? Well, yeah, I mean that that's I mean they're kind of exposing the, the structural weakness of the FPS as a genre as as a as a as a format. Um, like Half Life got a little better at it, um, but it's it's just like the nature of the game is to shoot hordes of enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you cannot easily make a single enemy take the place of a horde horde of enemies. Um, I mean, this is like a tabletop RPG problem as well, because inevitably players will save their most dangerous weapons and resources to take down the boss, Um, you know, and tabletop games are like, Oh, I'll spend all my fate points or will points or moxie, whatever the fuck it is. And use my big bad. And now look, I somehow rolled a crit attack. Ha 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 ha. And in uh, video games, like, Oh, well I'll save the lightning gun until the boss shows up and just dump a hundred, cells of uh into the boss and fuck you uh <laughs> and yeah um so yeah and and you, you can't make a big boss how do you have a you know almost the entire game is focused on fighting enemies that are physically the same size as you or close to them a little like maybe 50 percent bigger or 50 percent smaller you know from the dog to the shambler mm-hmm. um and you can't when the boss is 10, you know, three times as large as you, it kind of breaks down because 
how do you scale attacks? How do you scale their weaknesses? You know, like it just, it, yeah, it, it's all in proportion to the, the player. And when it gets too far out of whack, it, 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 it breaks down, you know, it's really hard to balance it unless you did a whole game on bosses, which nobody's really, I haven't, I'm not really aware of any boss rush FPS games. I'm sure there are, but like, oh, sure, sure, yeah, but like we should set the stage here. So, so mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's let's go ahead and discuss like the first boss of Quake, mm-hmm. which is Chathan in the in the lava. So you mm-hmm. you enter the level and it's a big pool of lava and Chathan jumps out. And you know if you're if you're back in 1996 playing for the first time, the first thing you start to do is unloading on this guy. Yeah, you know, and uh, other enemies uh, uh, warp in and you have to contend with them as well. But uh, I can I can remember you know not really understanding what I was supposed to do in the first on the first boss. And what you're supposed to do is that there's 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 three buttons you'll need to press. Mm-hmm. One one is to lower the left side of this uh, lightning rod. The other is to lower the right side. Then the third button is actually turn the thing on. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, the you know <laughs> you defeat your thumb. Yeah, he's a puzzle. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle. Which is like how Half Life would later do their bosses mostly. Um, Aside from the big baby boss at the end, um, did it take you a while to figure out how to defeat him? No, because of the land center people. I just asked, like, what, what the fuck am I supposed to? Oh, hit that switch and then that switch and then that switch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, even by then, I think GameFAQs was on the internet. Well, maybe not GameFAQs, but there were certainly places you could go online to like have discussion and like people be like, how to do thing, go to yahoo.com and search yeah. <laughs> quick one boss, how to beat. Um, and I'm sure that would have been pulled up. So, um, it, yeah. you, you mentioned earlier that, 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 you know, while playing the game, you know, uh, you, you know, th- there are limitations to exactly how interactive, you know, a first person shooter can be. Mm-hmm. And as I was replaying Quake, you know, it kind of dawned on me, you know, there's only two ways you really interface with this world. One is with your gun and the other is just pushing a button. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really not much else you can do in this right. game. Um, I mean, and that's, and yeah, and the thing is people in the FPS haven't really gone past that. Like they've tried, but that's where we get like, you know, press F to pay your respects. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was with you, uh, or I was watching the video recently. It was like, if doom was made today, mm. uh, and it was made around 2010. So like at the height of call of duty type, so have you seen this video? No, I've not. Okay. So it's like, um, doom well yeah if doom was made uh not not quick so doom doom e1m1 you 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 and your npc buddies assault the first area and they're like we're gonna hold this press e to breach the door um yeah good job taggart now we're gonna hold this area now you go in and when you go off to explore secret it's like you're leaving the battleground go go back at five four and so like (laughs) oh you're hurt take cover um and like there, there, it adds cutscenes. There, you can't just fight. You don't just fight the enemies. People talk to you, and you have to wait for them to talk. And um, you know, to make it more cinematic, more of a story. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. There's a very famous uh, uh, Doom review mm-hmm. that 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 um, I wish I could I wish I could remember where it was published and who had written it, but. Um who was it? Tim, Tim Rogers discusses it very briefly in one of his essays, but uh, essentially uh, among everyone else that had been reviewing doom very glowingly, very positively, mm-hmm. there was one, there's, there's one contrarian out there that rated it like three out of 10. Mm-hmm. And you know, his big deal was that was that, you know, all this is shooting and pushing buttons and shit like that. You know, who gives a crap about this, but there's a line in this review that, that is, that is, that is lodged in my, in my head. And it's going to be there forever. Uh, it's it's this man the the reviewer he 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 laments 
you know, as I said, that, you know, all you really do is shoot and things. And he's like, I want, he basically imagines what would it be like if you just didn't shoot these creatures? He, he, the, the, the exact line is, what would it be like if we had a chance to actually talk to these creatures? Mm-hmm. And this is a sentiment back in, all the way in like 92, 93, you know, and, and, and like, you know, even back then, you know, there were at least some people out there were like, you know, kind of try to think, you know, what can we do beyond just shooting and pressing buttons? Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, you know, I mean, on the other hand, as you said, it's an arcade experience. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, certainly it's focused is. entirely on the gameplay. Like, yeah. it, like everything is, is set dressing for this, uh, basically, you know, uh, it has the much stories of pinball machine, you know? And yeah. Like, um, and that's fine. Like, uh, it, not every game has to have a great story or a, a coherent story. It turns out, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 sentiment's still around today. I mean, you see tons of games now that are deconstructing the genre and trying to question violence, and you know we have morality systems in games now. And, Certainly, in some yeah. And as we say, Quake is you know if more than anything is 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 a, is, is a tech demo. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly for, you know... Yeah, no, it, it certainly is, and that's its thing, right? It's like to make a game that has a cool engine and then sell that engine to bunches of other people uh, to make lots of money. Um, so, yeah. It's, again, just a fascinating... Like, if you haven't played Quake, I would definitely pick up the remastered um, and try it out, because if you're interested at all in FPSs. Because um, it's, you know, this foundational game, and it, the gameplay is amazing. Um, and the remastered version, we haven't even talked about the soundtrack. I've I actually reviewed the soundtrack on my other <laughs> podcast, Nightclerk Radio. Listen to nightclerkradio.com. Um, so, um, but amazing sound work, amazing, amazing engine. And it's, we're, I think it's fun. I think I would be really interested in people who ne- didn't grow up with it, you know, are too young for that, like, you know, uh, to, to play it and see what they think. Um, is it worth playing? Um, because there's actually, uh, this kind of like a thing over the last two or three years uh, has been the, the, rise of the boomer shooter genre uh the the throwback shooter as the industry calls it now um you know there there's uh, a ton of these games coming out that are or have already come out that are like old school fps's which by old school they mean 90s fps yeah. <laughs> and um because it's it's a a pushback against this like the call of duty like uh mentality of games that are just God, they get so bloated, like with the the the, the sure. cinem- cinematic aspects of it, um, and the currencies, and like the DLCs and the microtransactions, and it's just like there's so much shit around the game, um, and it gets tiresome. Um, and I think that's the, the retreating to a lesser, less sophisticated way of exploiting you commercially. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, that's nostalgia these days. I don't know. Sure, you know, and uh, you know, like I said, you know, this uh, this remaster just just appeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, just I was just minding my own business, and all of a sudden, Steam told me, "Hey, you know, Quake just updated." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "With what?" And uh, I knew it, it was it was such a treat to turn it back on, and and um, yeah, that was a wash in so much nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because uh, I, I it is it's it is an instantly recognizable game mm-hmm. how it looks and how it yeah, sounds and it's amazing like that even for its muddled development cycle that it an incoherent story um that it created such a distinct identity 
because there's nothing else like a like Quake One, like like Quake Two and Four are all with this Strogue alien invasion body, which are which are fine. And Quake Four in particular is a very standard FPS, from what I understand. I played Quake Two, uh, and Quake Three is a multiplayer shooter, so we'll, we'll ignore that um, <laughs> for the time being. But like Quake One is very much Quake One, and there's and there's a there's no other game like it. Uh, and uh, yeah, the sound work. I think I mean Trent Reznor, you know, Nine Inch Nails. Did the soundtrack? I think he did a lot of the sound design too. Like, I'm not sure though, but like, yeah, the the sound of grenades bouncing. Um, I think one of the most satisfying sounds in video games, uh, just period, is the sound of uh, blowing up zombies. Sure, I mean, you know, even if you, even if you have a decent set of headphones, you know, like you know, you're still not quite sure it's where that grenade's going to end sound. up. Yeah. yeah, but like the sound, and by blowing up zombies, the zombies in the enemy uh, in the game. Are very easy to kill and they're very slow and they throw little meat balls at you, <laughs> uh, and they're which are very easy to dodge and do very little damage. But if you shoot them with like a gun, like a nail gun or a shotgun, they just fall down. They get back up. But the only way to permanently kill them is to hit them with a grenade, a direct impact with a grenade uh, or a rocket. And in which case, the explosion sound is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. I just love doing that so much. Um, yeah, it just it, it sounds like this otherworldly dealing take, taking like a gulp. Just mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's uh, very crunchy. Uh, uh, the, yeah. the, the yell of the ogres when they when they notice you, you know mm-hmm. that that that. Uh, Fucking um, hate ogres. And um, <laughs> you know it's funny because like uh, when, when I first heard them, it suddenly reminded me that they sound exactly like the pig cops from Duke Nukem 3D. Hmm. And so like Google that. And just Google served up a web page from 2001 mm-hmm. of people on GameFAQ saying, you know, Quake stole this sound effect from Duke Nukem. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's like, you know, it, it, and clearly that just came off like a CD of generic sound effects. You know? Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's like a, a hog or a warthog groaning or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? It's fun to, like, uh, watch low-budget movies and to hear, like, a door sound a door opening sound that like, Oh, that's from doom. Like, yeah, yeah they, they just grab a shitload of stock sound effects, uh, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Are what like, okay. My, the two enemies I hate the most ogres. Um, and then the, um, Oh, the spider things that shoot the homing. Um, yeah. Charlaths, I think they're called. Yeah. Those I, I hate more than ogres, but they're so much rarer than ogres. The ogres are just fucking everywhere. And they're, God, I just, uh, they're such a pain in the ass to fight. Um, because if you get hit with a grenade, it fucking sucks, obviously. But like, uh, they shoot the grenade at you, then you run away. You have to wait for the grenades. You have to wait for like three seconds for that grenade to explode before you can come back and shoot at them from around the corner. Um, so I just fucking hate them. I mean, yeah, they're, they're so. I don't know. Was there a favorite? Was there an enemy you hated more than the others? Oh, yeah, the jumping, exploding blobs. Oh, those yeah. are easily the worst. I would rather have a room full of ogres than like deal with one of those fuckers. But see, the, the jumping, exploding <laughs> things are so rare. I didn't, I didn't uh, have much of an impression of them. Like they didn't show up until like episode two or three or like, four. As I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they didn't show up for a while. So I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, those were assholes too. But I, tr- I thought of them more as like traps than like actual enemies. Sure, yeah, you know, I mean, so. if, if you let them get the drop on you, it's 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 a living hell to get the fuck away from them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What but else? yeah, like I. The yeah, so the enemies are really fun. Like yeah, it, it, they're they're really fun. Um, you know, we should talk about like the um, new episodes that they added. Yeah, uh, this release came with uh, so so M- Machine Games, which uh, has been doing a lot of work with um, Bethesda, mm-hmm. uh, doing the uh, the newer Wolfenstein games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stepped in to add in uh, a brand new level pack 
and um, Dimension of the Machine. Yeah, Dimension of the Machine, and I mean uh, they so, also added in Dimension of the Past, which came out in 2016, but I had not even heard about it, so uh, I played through both of those. Um, and yeah, they're they're both fascinating. They're both really fun too. But in it's just. Uh, I think you were talking before we started recording, like how much level design as an art form has improved. Oh yeah, since nineteen ninety six. I mean, you know, they they have circular objects yeah. <laughs> in the new episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like, um, just so many interesting tricks and uh, ways to fuck with the player. Like one thing I really I, I admired, uh, but was annoyed by. Well. I admired in Dimension of the Past is they do a lot of things. A lot of times they will give you a gun and the, the default behavior when you pick up a gun is that you switch to it. Um, and then they immediately throw an environment where you should not use that weapon. Like, yeah. um, a couple of times they'll give like, here's a grenade launcher. <laughs> There's an ogre right there. So if you shoot the grenade launcher, you'll just blow yourself up. And then I remember one time they give you a lightning gun and then throw you in water. Yeah. Uh, and the the water, by the way, if you shoot the lightning gun in water, it empties all your ammo and does an, a, a, like triple damage to everything in a massive sphere. Uh, so if you have more than like one cell, you're going to fucking die. Like, uh, although I do remember using lightning gun in water a lot uh, <laughs> during deathmatch because the, the, I, uh, uh, the sphere of which the lightning discharge happened in, uh, would go, didn't care if it was in water or not. So in deathmatch, I would get a lightning gun full up, jump in a water pit, uh, you know, uh, and z- if I knew there were at least two players near me, I would zap myself because like I kill myself, but I get two kills, so I'm net one. Uh, you know, it was just fun to like fry three or four players at once with that thing. So uh, sure, sound <laughs> tactic. Yeah, um, but like dimension of the machine, like really intricate design. Yeah, I mean. Um- it's 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 startling to have gone through you know the retail campaign, mm-hmm. which is what I did, and then I then I started the, the dimension of the machine today, and I managed to get the first rune. And uh, do you I, remember which one it was? Like what? It's the rune of the astrologers, or the, the, I don't remember the, the, which rune it was. The machinists, but I like, yeah. I did manage to find the secret level all on my own. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, and um, I don't think I did. But I mean, uh, it, they they have they have all sorts of little. Neat 3D details mm-hmm. that weren't present, like you know, you know, back in 1996, like you know, planks, you know, haphazardly planks of wood haphazardly strewn across gaps for you to walk across. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I started the second episode and it kind of starts you off in what I have to describe as like a hex and two territory. You know, it's like you're 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 entering like the 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 side of this dilapidated fortress, and in the distance you see windmills turning. And like, you know, and, and, and I'm pretty sure they don't intend you to ever actually go to these windmills. But like, you know, that sort of like background design was never really present in the mm-hmm. original. Uh, the original is very claustrophobic, which mm-hmm. is, you know, which lends itself to its fast pace. Yeah. Yeah. And then the machine also limitations games. of the. Uh... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know, boy, could you take these level packs and like put them in a, <laughs> a, a gateway for 1998? And you know, run it on Mom's gateway, and you know, would it be able to handle it, or like, is there like a ton of sleight of hand going on here with this with this new level pack? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's truly, truly great design. I mean, it, yeah, I was just like, I was like almost overwhelmed with the size of these levels and how much 
you know, they, I mean, like, like I said, they, you know, the pipes are actually freaking pipes. You mm-hmm. know, they, 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 you know, they, they, uh, they have, they have moving machinery in this thing. You know, they, and, and, and like, you know, they have actual bo- uh, obstacles you can blow up with explosive barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, and, and a ton of nice lighting tricks and stuff. Also like that. really good enemy placement. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like a lot more use of like the human enemies and dogs and in certain levels. And then like they, they would theme levels certain ways. Like, uh, and yeah um so yeah it's worth playing through just for that like i mean it's also like five or six hours of gameplay i think i mean i was playing pretty casually like i would pause the game and do something else a lot so my my play time isn't accurate but um i i certainly there's like 12 levels in it um and they're all really interesting uh so and the mention of the past is like uh, another 12 levels but they're shorter um so yeah uh, uh, quite fun quite fun um but tell yeah. me if you agree with this. I kind of felt like, you know, especially when I started running in more and more into these zombies, mm-hmm. I, I was so, I would get really keyed up and, and like, you know, and, and like, you know, I kind of had to get myself over there and get into the mood to get keyed up about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was, it, the, you know, they were like haunted house vibes at least in the original quake because everything is cla- claustrophobic and dark mm-hmm. and just you know you finally take that one step and then the wall drops and the, <laughs> the goddamn ogre screaming at you again mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um it it, it it you know i don't really see this sort of like you know intense focus being done with, for, with first person games anymore because you know like i said things have become so much more cinematic mm-hmm. um so uh um so let me see here. What so else? like the intense, like, are you talking about like, so you don't think uh, games now, FPS games that have that level of intensity or like that focus? I don't think they have like that level. I mean, certainly the, it, it, the level design has changed. Like the idea of having monster closets spawn behind you and shit like those kind of tricks aren't really uh, used right now, uh, at least in like Call of Duty, like big FPSs. Um, I mean, I guess the other ones would be like, I mean, yeah. Um, does it? For me, anyways, there, 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 there's a weird, menacing intimacy that oh, that comes over one, you know, when you're going through a haunted house, mm-hmm. and you know the most, you know, the most meaningful horror, obviously, is the one is is the, is the, are the sort of things that you know you generate in your mind. And you know, and, and that by nature is incredibly intimate. You know, one is intimate with themselves I, and no one else. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is also um, Quake One is. Like, again, before storytelling had really become, like, a really, like, even a consideration of video games, or at least FPSs. Uh, certainly in other video games, that's not true. But, like, um, and in Quake 1, like, in Doom, you're utterly alone. You don't talk to anybody. No, There's not even a voice on the radio. There's not, no one's, you know, back at a computer giving you mission coordinates and shit like that. Like, you're you're alone, um, and that's just not done anymore. Like any, even like the most horror focused games, like, you know, like think about the fear series, which is only a couple years later. Like there's a dude on the radio giving you, telling you what to do. Um, and there's always someone to talk to on a radio or a headset or whatever. And there's tons of helpful NPCs. Well, not tons, but there's always, there's often, NPCs you don't shoot, you know, like here's a person who's going to open a door for you like they did in Half-Life 1. Isn't that cool? Um, and yeah, but now like quite what you're just you're utterly alone. You're in this alien environment and uh, it's just you. And if you die, you die alone. Reese, try again, you know. Like, yeah. Um, and it, that's, that's a different feeling because you're, you're entirely focused on surviving. 
Um, there's also like the idea that you don't like, you can totally screw yourself over um, by, because there's just like pickups and items. Like there's no like regen. Um, if you start a level over, you start over with no, just your base shit. Like if you want to like just load a level, you just start 25 rounds of shotgun ammo with your pistol ass shotgun. Cause it's basically a pistol. <laughs> um, and that's it. And so, uh, you don't come in with your lightning gun or your rocket launcher, all the other shit you got from previous levels. If you do that. Um, so that's a different focus and video games. FPSs don't really do that uh, except for the throwback stuff, which is obviously emulating that shit. So mm-hmm. um, I, have you played dusk by the way? That's actually a very, yes, I do. I, yeah, I'm yeah. sitting here thinking like, what's the closest, you know, most recent thing I could compare to a quake and it's dusk. Yeah. Um, there's another game that I've seen the demo for called cultic that, I mean, that's more blood, focus but it's like blood in a quake one engine um quake one aesthetic um there's also a couple there's a some soviet uh jank kind of like fps games um civi 11 did some reviews of them but yeah uh it's a very niche thing and even those will have storytelling but like yeah um so that's kind of like it's just the conventions of it um and you know one thing i was thinking about um while thinking about quake um is Comparing it to like movies in a sense, like, I don't know. There's a lot of people who think like, why would you play old video games? And there's other people like only video good old, only old video games are good. New video games suck. And, um, now, which is certainly there's, there's merits to each argument. Right. But like, like think about movies, like movies have changed a lot since they've been created. Um, and there are people who are biased the same way. who so only watch new movies who only watch old movies, but like, I find old movies can be fascinating and just as compelling and engaging as new movies. And I can find new movies that fucking suck and are boring as shit. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. So if you think of that in that way, like just because there wasn't as much institutional knowledge, there wasn't as sophistication in certain level ways or they, they, um, that doesn't mean that it, it isn't worth playing, but like, um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, so, so here you are, you played the game in its heyday, you know, when it was, when it was top of the heap, the zeitgeist, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, then the remaster came down the pipeline and, um, and I, 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 I could, I could tell that the game has a, it occupies a bigger cornerstone of your mind than, 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 than it does in mine. Oh, sure. We so, haven't even touched about like machinima and shit like that. Too. Yeah. So just, I mean, so real quick, you know, just, um, like I said earlier, do you think that anything elemental has been lost or left behind in the remaster? Were you playing the remaster and did you feel like something's off or, or no. this particular thing is kind of missing? No. Cause again, my memories aren't like that accurate i mean i I, they're they're like it the sound it sounds the same and it has the right soundtrack and it feels the same to me but like again um i i don't have like a a a photo photo uh, photographic memory uh not photogenic photograph uh memory of of the original game so um something i had to do and and like i'm surprised this is off by default was was i had to turn on the view bob again because like you know, I'm when I remember playing, I played it as a kid. I remember like you know the game. The, I mean the uh, the your gun bouncing as you walk, and I remember the the view tilting as you would turn, and oh. that's like off by default. And I was surprised. Oh, I don't even remember that. See, <laughs> um, see, I remember things like um, 
finding level packs and mods because that that was when i uh. discovered modding uh as a thing and there's so many out there like weapon packs like painkiller quick with 12 new weapons <laughs> 10 new levels for deathmatch uh obviously capture the flag uh team fortress the original um just just doesn't these and discovering machinima um so like to answer your question i don't think anything's been lost at least to me hmm. um to me like i guess the closest like do you think something is lost when a film um is reissued on blu-ray well i mean you actually showed me a very good de- detailed youtube video where they compared various digital releases of the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. and some of these re-releases were striking and just how much they altered the color just the mm-hmm. overall color palette of the film and just and obviously we're talking about doom here the color palette is essential yeah to what you know to to, to what well, the game quit. evokes yeah, yeah. in you yeah 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 um yeah, so the so the question so in this case I don't think it has I think that uh, uh, but like it certainly can with reissues, um, and yeah so I guess it, yeah it's case by case you can't like have a blanket judgment as, uh, as games as a whole but like in this case I think I think they got it because uh, it it certainly rings true to my memories of it but my memories are hazy and incomplete and nostalgia is not like something to j- chase just for its own sake there's there's bad sides to nostalgia so, sure absolutely. Like, um, the past suck too. Don't forget the nineties. Oh man, the nineties are great. It's like, eh, the nineties had a lot of terrible things. <laughs> you can't watch a watch any random comedy movie from the nineties and just see if you can make it all the way through without like, Oh God, that didn't age well at all. Yeah. <laughs> you can't like, you can't even watch TV like, like nineties comedy TV. It's like, Oh, Oof. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and like, you know, I see you're trying to avoid perjuring yourself, but like you made it very clear that you did not play Shadow Warrior. No. <laughs> and that wasn't because I was too good for it. I just didn't have access to it. I didn't play Rise of the Triad either. I would have if I could, but like I just, like my budget for playing video games is very limited. I got Duke Nukem and then I got Quake and that was about like all I could afford back in the day. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I played, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, again, going back to the, the remaster thing, but like, um, it's like a Blu-ray. Sometimes it's done well. Sometimes it's not. You just, but like old games are worth trying out. Like they are worth experiencing for the first time. So if you're, if you're, you haven't played Quake one and you're interested in FPS is like definitely check it out. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A cornerstone of video game history. Yeah. Uh, so I also I, still fun. I think it's fun. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be fun to a new play, a person who's used to new FPSs now. Um, because, uh, there's, I mean, I haven't even tried new Deathmatch. I, I haven't even checked to see if there is like, <laughs> there's no game spy anymore. Uh, <laughs> so remember game spy. Yeah. Uh, it used to be a quake spy original, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, um, machinima machinima. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so when we were discussing the rematch for a few days ago, uh, Ross had, had, had talked to me about machinima. Uh, and Machinima, if you're not aware of what it is, it's essentially, it's, it's the attempt to make a narrative with, uh, using a, an established, uh, uh, games engine, so to speak. So it would be to tell a story in, in Quake's engine, for mm-hmm. example. Um, basically now, using a, a game as a, a animation you know, engine like as as a filmmaking tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, and 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 the key component here is that the it, machinima is done. You know, it, it, this is something not done by the creators of the software. This is uh, they, they, these are by and large fan projects. Yeah, and and uh, uh, and and they tend to have a beginning and a middle and an end. They tend to tell a story. 
using this game's resources. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and and I did a little bit of research on this. And, and like uh, um, the very first game that you could actually uh, you know record footage and play it back for other people to watch uh, was a game by Disney Interactive in 1992 called Stunt Island. And mm. what it was is that the story was is that you worked for a movie for a movie studio. You were a stuntman who who would fly like planes, and you know the the director would tell you like, okay, I want you to I want you to barnstorm. You know, I want you to go through this barn and pull way up. And like that's, that's a simple idea, but like you know, so you would you the player would actually fly this plane through the barn yourself, guiding it all the way mm-hmm. to the best of the director's desires, and you would get graded for it. But you could also record that and play it back for other people to watch. So, you know, you could, you know, do some barrel rolls and stuff like that, kind of show off, you know, your 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 ability and prowess. And later in the game, you would be able to edit everything all together and make kind of your own movie right there. So, after Stone Island, obviously, of 92, uh, came Doom. Mm-hmm. Doom had uh, what were called demo files. And these demo files would be loaded, and, and uh, it, the demo files are essentially a recreation of a session of gameplay that had mm-hmm. been recorded. And these demo files were very easy to share because the demo files were essentially just a series of inputs for the computer to replicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's just a few kilobytes a bit, you know, as opposed to like something you upload to YouTube these days, which could be, you know, several gigs depending on your quality. Sure. So because of the fault, because of the small file size, it was very easy to share these demos. Uh, Quake by and I mean, uh, D- Doom by and large didn't have a lot of opportunity for storytelling. Uh, but, you know, mainly because based how based on its looks and just based on its general play and and, and tone, speed and tone. Uh, for Quake, the same sort of technology was there for people to record these inputs, but. As we discussed, from Doom to Quake, we made the move to 3D, and therefore we're getting closer to you know something resembling real life. And uh, um, so, like, I think around '97 or so is when they started making these uh, these demo files, but they were able to add in like their own voice clips, you mm-hmm. know, and, and new and, and new sound effects and new music. Yeah. So what I remember is like a, a Quake One machinima file, uh, if it had custom stuff, would be it would be basically like its own mod, like a level pack. With custom models, textures, and sound files, and um, you would download that whole thing, and that would be your mod. You'd load that mod and then run play dot dim or whatever you know, and, or blah delicious dot dim, and <laughs> um, because that was the one that blew my mind uh, was blah delicious. Yeah, blah delicious was uh, was among like uh, the I guess you would call it the vanguard. Of these, of these, uh, uh, of, of a machinima, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you know, surely there were people that you know, back on their, you know, on their Nintendos, you know, they would like if they were playing Contra, I'm sure with their brother, I'm sure they they play acted like you know, being you know enemies or friends or whatever. But we don't have really recorded evidence of like people trying to tell a story within the game until you get up to Quake. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, so that's why you know machinima, tent, you know. Generally, historians agree that Machinima more or less starts with Quake. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, among the ones that get, that really kind of started, you know, making, you know, putting the idea into people's heads that they could tell a tell a more full story was the Machinima called Diary of a Camper, mm-hmm. and this was especially short, and it doesn't really involve all that much except that you know there's a couple players who are getting you know blown to bits by a camper, and so they team up to take care of the camper, and the camper turns out to be ha 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 John Romero. Yeah. And like you know, that's 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 pretty much you know beginning beginning you know we're playing quick middle we have the team to take care of this camper and it, we killed the camper and shock twist it was the, it was one of the people who made the game 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like Diary of a Camper, but uh, uh, yeah, we it was like a minute long. Like, fortunately, al- almost all of these Quake One machinimas have been. If you remember the name, which is actually kind of a trick, uh, they've been uploaded to YouTube. So, yeah, like multiple times. So you can you can it, thank you YouTube for preserving history, preserving yep. history. Uh, but um, Blobalicious was the one that blew my mind because that's like seven minutes long, and I remember like getting it watching is like oh my god you can do this in a video game and then like hey guys you got to check this out and showing it to friends um and it's like this sketch comedy thing like with three or four little things with like uh, a little storyline and like uh is very simple juvenile humor fat jokes you know you're you're so fat when you back up you uh or when you when you're when you're people hear your pager you know back in the 90s they think you're backing up you know um, get it. They're fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like it had custom sounds it had custom character models. And like, I was like, Oh shit, you can make stories. Um, and that was, we didn't have YouTube. So like, that was how you could watch a video file and shit like that. Like I remember also downloading dem files of like really good players and deathmatch games. Like, Holy shit, that guy's really good and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it it was, and of course now, thank God that that they they paid those pioneers trail blaze that path. So today we can have Source Filmmaker and people using Source Filmmaker to make porn from Overwatch models. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, I mean, Machinima is like making stories kind of died uh, for the. Well, I mean, there's tons of Machinima on on YouTube, uh, but it's not like it lost its luster like by 2009 would be like, Oh, I'll make a Terminator web series with machinima using our tie in Terminator salvation video game assets. Um, but yeah. Um, that's how that, that, I mean, I, I went through the Terminator series earlier this year and like, Oh yeah, there's a web series. It <laughs> was machinima with fucking Terminator salvation. Yeah. Video game. It was, uh, uh, but yeah, quick one machinima, man. Fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, so like, uh, uh, um, so, you know, as, as groundbreaking and it was groundbreaking mm-hmm. as groundbreaking as, as something like Blobalicious was, uh, you, you had people who took machinima quite seriously, mm-hmm. wanted to take it to its most logical conclusion, which is, you know, to make an actual feature length film. And, uh, more than a couple people have done this mad bastard stuff. Uh, one in particular is called the seal of Nehara. And uh, which is appropriate because I think that is also it draws a lot from H.P. Lovecraft, much yeah, as yeah, Quake yeah. does. Yeah, and uh, that's a, a that's a whole freaking ninety minute film that you can watch of this game having been done. And I bet it's Quake. real fucking. I'm I'm sure it's a real entertaining movie. Now, <laughs> right? I mean, Quake One Machinima is hard. Like Blavolicious is is okay to watch because it's like it's it's trying to be funny and it cuts between things fairly quickly. But most Machinima is. Pretty rough. Like, well, let's be honest. Like, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. I uh, mean, you, 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 it should be watched today to, 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 to appreciate, you know, where the art form has started. Yeah. Yeah. And to appreciate that, you know, that these, that these stories, small as they are, have been preserved. Right. Before Mercy could get railed endlessly, uh, <laughs> these people had to, uh, uh, figure out the, the conventions of Machinima. Um, <laughs> sorry it just it it's uh yeah it's machine is just an interesting like side bit i mean it's 
um, maybe it'll pick up again, like especially with VR gaming and uh, becoming more sophisticated and more accepted. Uh, maybe we'll we'll come back to it, come full circle. Um, I mean, like tabletop gaming has in, it, it informed video games and vice versa ever since there have been either one of those. Um, and now we're having like tool assisted, computer assisted tabletop games. And maybe we'll, yeah, it's people, there are all these forms that are sort of minor discipline, but like designers and creators, uh, like who are aware of them be like, Oh, this thing from like 10 years ago, maybe I can take this idea and do something good with it now because circumstances have changed. Technology's improved or storytelling habits have changed. And like, you know, that's why we're getting throwback shooters that are better than the original things that they're inspired by. Cause they're like, yeah, we found out this, this thing that the, like, uh, uh, uh that the originals were doing sucks. So we're just going to fix it, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what, what the, I, I, I do like that Quake still has a legacy that like people are still informed by it. Like would dark ambient as a music genre be a thing without the Quake one soundtrack? Cause like, boy, that really, in the, Hey guys, just listening to scary sounds sort of play <laughs> low in the background can be really cool too. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I know that like there would be no cryo chamber, which is a record label without the Quake one soundtrack. It, they do you know, dark ambient. I think I showed you some of their, their yeah, lives. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all interconnected. It's all conversation. Yeah. It's all just moving forward. I don't know. Um, quake one. It's neat. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally it's neat. Um, yeah. Is there anything see. else you want to talk about? Let me see here. Um, okay. How about memorable moments in quake? Like, like if, if I say quake one to you, what are some things that your mind immediately jumps to? Like for, for like for me, um, I can remember in the second episode of the retail campaign, if you get in that in that uh, cage that slowly travels underwater through this water tunnel, and mm-hmm. there's no pockets of air, and just like it travel, it deliberately travels slow enough to where your character starts drowning. Mm-hmm. And 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 like you know, I can remember playing that as a kid, and it just it just made me sick to my stomach Aww. having to listen to my to my ranger just just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, I, I would never forget those sounds, and mm. and like you know, for for even to this day, I kind of think like, okay, that's what people sound like when they're drowning. They, they got <laughs> a man drowning, and they recorded him and put him in the game. I, <laughs> there's you know, there's that. Uh, I I love the fact that I, I I love how you start episode four is that there's just this pool of water in a room, and so you jump in the pool of water and immediately drops you into this into this chamber, mm-hmm. you know, right below, and that's how you actually start the episode. Um, I'm never gonna forget how goofy the the first boss is when you figure out how you're supposed to actually defeat oh, yeah. him. You just press three buttons and you're done. For me, uh, a lot of my memories um are actually multiplayer. Uh, I played way more multiplayer than single player. Like I don't, I honestly, I don't, I I think I beat the game, but like I skipped levels. Like I I knew the console well enough to just load like E4, M5, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like fuck this. I don't I don't want to this. Especially by episode four, I was like. Eh. Episode four is the weakest of the four level packs. Uh, uh, so I remember tons of like, now it's sort of coming back to me of like, I told you about the lightning gun thing. I would, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the name of the level that we play a, a lot of, but like so many memories of just like, just the joy of aiming a rocket and figuring out how far to lead it. So that someone's running this way and you know running to the right and you you aim the rocket this far out so that it hits them and getting it dead on and watching them explode in the gibbs like that was ah 
it was just the the masterpiece of uh, uh, gaming uh, for me. And that's the, you know you, you remind me what I like about uh, Quake's weapons is that is that they, they they all feel satisfying to use. Oh yeah, except maybe the shotgun because I, I hate getting cornered by an ogre and having the do do three four pumps to get him out of my he's over there chainsawing me yeah yeah in that case yeah the shotgun ain't so great but uh i mean like if you're you're right i mean even as dumb and simple as those zombies are it's great to lob a grenade at him and watch him Mm -hmm. just explode but yeah like just a lot of of rocket jumping god i love like um there was a one mod i believe it was just called rocket quake which was a deathmatch mod where it's just like you just start with rockets and also you you don't take damage from your own rocket jumps so just go fucking nuts <laughs> um and that was so fun even 1v1 i sucked at 1v1 uh i was i've never been a good deathmatcher um and but like yeah just playing over and over again just giving people and like getting gibbed and just Especially, oh man, I got the quad. Better go on a rampage, just nailing four or five people. Um, it was uh, quite fun and quite uh, 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 definitely the highlight. Um, I like exploring level packs uh, and weapon packs, like getting convince everybody to download Painkiller and like trying out all these funky ass new guns. Um, those are my favorite memories of Quake. Um, yeah, uh, we, we they kind of blur together. Yeah, we. Sorry, I didn't mean to walk over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had discussed also the. Um, you know, I don't remember this was a highly advertised feature of the original retail release back in '96, but uh, uh, Quake would just play whatever CD you had in the CD tray. Oh yeah, that yeah. To be the game, and uh, at least for me uh, back then, <laughs> I would put in Green Day's Dookie. And like you know, so for me, you know, I I, I was playing this. Pop, you know, I had pop punk music going as as I was you know infiltrating these murky brown castles. You know, so you know, for me, you know, I I, I changed the atmosphere to something a little bit lighter than what was perhaps intended. Uh, what did you listen to, Ross? Uh, there are two CDs I, I specifically remember that I could do that with. Uh, one of them was Carl Orff, uh, Orff Utana, um, which is this bombastic German classical music. Well, nineteenth century classical music, I believe. Um, and you've heard it a hundred times before. Um, if you play, if I play three seconds, like, Oh, it's that thing, you know? (laughs) Um, and it's, it's pretty well suited for quake. Uh, and the other thing was a, like a best of best hits of the doors. Um, I believe, uh, like riders of the storm, all that. And I played that enough to where, like I had to play in the living room cause that's where the computer was. And to where my dad just like, ah, God damn it. He did not care for the works of Jim Morrison. <laughs> not a fan of the doors. Uh, so that, that ended that. Uh, but yeah, like those, those, I remember those two CDs. Um, quite fun. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, yeah, all my memory, my best memories were just death matching, death matching, death matching. It was all, all multiplayer. Um, and it was, yeah, just it, the pure gameplay, the, the speed, the, the agility, the, the freedom of movement, uh, especially with rocket jumping, uh, meant that you could get uh, a lot in, and and for me, like as long as I wasn't the bottom player in a deathmatch round, I was fine. Like I didn't care about being number one, <laughs> as long as I wasn't the worst. Uh, uh, Easy enough goal to attain. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you bring your friends who you know are worse than you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Um, so, <laughs> Dom did not get mouse look at all like i i picked up mouse look pretty quickly but uh well i mean i did eventually get mouse look tom never got mouse. well i'm sure by now he's got mouse look but yeah that was so for as much uh uh death matching you had done were you at all did you at all attempt to record yourself 
perhaps to make machinima. If I did, it's long lost. Like I'm, I, I was looking into it, but again, I was like a freshman. I didn't know anything. Like I did try to make Quake One levels for a while. Uh, there was eventually a level editor called Cool Quake Object Oriented Level Editor. I remember that, and that was the only one I could make sense of. Like Quake, like level editing was way above my head. Like it was 3D modeling and like intersecting vertices and polygons and shit like that. And I was like, what? Quick object is like, here is a box. Okay, make a box. Okay, hollow this box out. Yay, I made a brew. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I remember we had a clan. It was called the Dilbert Death Squad because they loaded Dude. a bunch. Uh, we loaded a bunch of uh, skins. We're at skins, that was a thing. And um, don't tell me I had the cartoon character Dilbert. Yeah, that's oh we, my we, God. we we picked the Dil. That was a skin. <laughs> So like yeah, we're the Dilbert Esquad. So we all picked Dilbert as our skin, and so we were all a bunch of Dilberts shooting people. <laughs> uh, even we even played some deathmatch in the shitty level I made. Um, if I could remember the name, it's probably in some archive somewhere. I uploaded it to like a you know users can upload their levels to this FTP and we'll save them on. It was saved, so like I don't remember it. Oh at man, all. rack your brain because wouldn't it be a trip to go? I'm back sure and I play use my real name for it though. So like if you if you maybe if you Google search Ross Payton Quake one or Quake level, maybe you can find it somewhere uh, or on the Wayback Machine or something like that. Um, yeah, something something to search for because um, it was a pretty shitty level. I remember it was just basically a big loop. Um, it was yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I even did like an online, like free, free quake level editing things, like make a level every week or do a level. And I did the first one. I was like, okay, this is good. And the second one, I was like, oh, you fucking suck. This is terrible. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was, that was my thing, uh, for a bit, but then it was too hard. So I gave up. <laughs> so, okay. You played a lot of deathmatch, and you, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you, you were at least aware of what machinima was. Yeah. Um, and, and, you were, you, you were also like getting it into or heavily already into tabletop role playing games. Yeah, yeah, always. Okay. Yeah, even before so, Quake. Yeah, you know, there's a obviously there's a moment when you're playing a video game or or a tabletop role playing game uh, where you where you finally grasp it enough that you move sub you know subconsciously or you're or you're aware of it. You move from being a player to being a performer. Okay, and uh, and uh, you know, and so. Well, I mean, in my case, I did, yeah, yeah, in tabletop games, but so, that's not, and not everybody does that, yeah. So, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. For going from player to performer, uh, it's an in- interesting thought. So, I mean, you know, so like, I mean, you know, did you did 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 you ever feel like that that you were performing when you were playing multiplayer? <laughs> um, as much as one feels they're performing when they do tabletop role playing games. No, because I was one of an not even back then there were there were enough people in the scene that I was just like another regular. I was not like <laughs> I mean, I was a kid, like, you know. Um there were actually a, we played with adults too. Like like people in their twenties and or even older would show up. Like everybody was allowed there. Um and so I was just like another punk, you know, I was just another kid there playing. Um I wasn't particularly bad or good i was sort of in the middle i think um i don't really remember it um you know being extraordinary in one way so uh, i mean there were there were highlights there were the you know the mvps the best players and shit like that but like yeah they um yeah i mean 
it's interesting because some of that machinima is about people trying to perform. Like they were like the first clans and like, uh, making like, uh, basically demo reels of how cool their clan is. Yeah. Uh, which I find pretty fascinating as artifacts of that era. Um, cause yeah, I mean, I know clans are still a thing, but now it's like all esports shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's not really, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I was actually looking uh, online last night. Uh, cause I also remember, um later uh playing action quake 2 which is a quake 2 mod and uh really getting into that for like six months or something like that and there i found last night like people organized action quake 2 tournaments like uh two clans fighting each other in action quake 2 a game that came out 20 years ago or something like that and like Fucking playing like an e- like with announcers narrating it and shit like that. Like, damn, it was ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about you know Quake Two and these uh, these these clan videos because uh, yeah. uh, from what I re- from what I had read, you know, even even after you know Quake Two had hit retail, had been out for a while, uh, the people that were doing you know Quake films stuck with the original game mm-hmm. largely because Quake Two didn't really provide them the tools to make machinima in the fashion that they had been with Quake. Oh, okay. Quake was still a much more viable storytelling tool to them. Oh, okay. Uh, and even when Quake Three Arena had come by, even you know, even though it had put in, you know, that had made, you know, the, the built in make demos for that much more uh, user friendly, uh they still just stuck with making these Quake films. And around the turn of the century, around 2000, 2001, you, you start seeing fewer and fewer of these Quake films being made. And, you know, you kind of see Machinima as a whole kind of putter out, at least until Halo comes by and they start doing Red versus Blue. Oh, which yeah. Is, you know, that, that, that really brought it back into the fold. Yep, boy, it did. And um, so mm. I... Uh, Terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we can just end it if you don't have anything else. We can just do a summary if you want. And uh, obviously, you can cut this out. I'll put a little thing right oh, there. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, geez, I'm trying to think if it, I mean, like, did we not hit anything that you had wanted to discuss? I think we hit everything. Um, I mean, that's the thing. You can think about it. I mean, you're still figuring out your format. Like, this is just an experiment. Well, I mean, obviously, you should put it out so people can listen to it. But, like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you can but, even break this. I mean, we're at like an hour and 15 minutes, by the way. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's roughly an hour, probably 50 minutes usable audio. Uh, I mean, depending on how strict you're editing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, you want to, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and clip this. Yeah. Oh, well, do you want to do an end? Like, thanks for listening. Oh yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, okay. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, this is the uh, this is the test pilot for uh, you know a, a possible series of podcasts that I want to do where you know I, I want to talk to people, interesting people who who have played games, who have great stories to tell, who have you know who who who've had meaningful experiences with games or through games or even adjacent to games. And, uh, you know, this was, this was a great opportunity because, you know, Ross, as much as me was, was a big fan of quake mm-hmm. and, uh, we got a chance to relive it this past, uh, these past few weeks and it's a treat to sit here and discuss it with him. Um, very grateful I had the chance. So thank you, Ross, for spending time to talk to me about this. Yeah. And, um, next time, uh, I may have a different guest. It's certainly going to be a different game. And, um, you know, keep me in your thoughts and prayers. We'll see if I freaking <laughs> go anywhere with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so thank you very much. And the podcast will have a name sometime. Bye. Sometime. Bye. Do, 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 do.